Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome everybody on BBS. This is Winfrey, and this is our Sunday call. What? Sunday with the Elohim. Yeah. Back an hour. What's all that yeah. noise? Yeah. Muted. Thank you. There we go. So, what were we saying now? We're saying here. Good morning. This is Sunday with the Elohim. And today is um, November 5th, 2020. November 5th. Hey, the lines are still open. You want me to mute the phone lines, Ren? Yes, please. Is that Lauren? We just came in. Yes. Yeah. Hi, Lauren. Hi. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. All right. So just as a quick introduction, this is a co-creative call where we are all here on this line in bodies on the earth. And we have a huge group on the other side that's on this line energetically supporting the energy that we that we create here and talking to us. And it'll make more sense in just a moment as we proceed with the call. But for many years, for the past 20 years, I have been communicating with an intelligence that called itself the Council of Elohim. And when I looked up the word Elohim on Google, I found that it was one of the names for God, the name the Mormons use for God. And I asked them if they were the same Elohim, and they said they were part of the same. Now, I did not understand this. I didn't understand why they were talking to me, and if they were who they said they were, and what I was supposed to do with it. And then after a few months of asking them questions, because they just told me to ask them questions, um, I said, you know, I think they're telling the truth. And by that time, we had already had some miracles happening. And they explained 
how it worked, how everything worked, at least to the best that um, I could understand it. Most people could understand it. And um, they never tried to get us to defer to them, to worship them. They said they're here to help us and that our realm had gotten pretty screwed up and a lot of negative beings got in control of it and um, they were trying to bring it back online. And they explained that our soul, we're all in a physical body, but we have a soul. And the soul is an energy body in a higher dimension. And the soul carries all the memories of all our existences for all eternity. And our physical body only recognizes the existence that the soul is occupying in the moment. And then we go through many lifetimes, but it's probably more accurate to say that we only have one lifetime with many different bodies. Although we don't remember the other existences in our conscious mind when we're in a physical body, we only see the body that we're in and the experiences that it has. And our brains are wired so that it focuses on a particular lifetime. And it starts out like a a blank slate, a white slate, and then we build on it. And our soul gives us the tools by which we can build this body. Like we have all these talents embedded in our soul from all the different experiences we've had. We don't remember them outright, but we can tap into them and start drawing on them. Like, for example, uh, earlier in this life, I used to go around, travel around the country playing music everywhere. And I didn't know it, but I had lived a life as a troubadour a thousand years previous, and I was tapping into that life. And if you're an old soul, you may have done various different things, and depending on how you create this life, 
can draw on all of those different things that you've done in past lifetimes. You don't remember them. It's not like, let's see, I was a songwriter, I was uh, a pharaoh, I was this, you don't remember them. But as you live your life, the talents come forward as you're in positions to bring them in. And the key to being free is to create this life. Paint your blank slate so that you can be of service to other people and draw on your past talents to be a better service and that is one of the things you can do that will cause you to graduate this realm. And as you know, most of you who are, are regulars know that this all started when my partner in 2002 woke me up in the middle of the night and said, get a tape recorder out. And this voice came through her that said it was the Council of Elohim. And that was the beginning of it all. And it's been going on for 20 years with lots of miracles and lots of um, phenomena, lots of wisdom. And a year ago, Terry left this realm, left dropped her body. And different people who have been coming to our calls started getting messages from her. And I kept testing it to see if it was really Terry and I trusted it. And I did. And uh, we're going to start this show today with a conversation with Terry and friends who are in the fifth density. I think we're going to start with that. Is Terry Marie here? When uh, Cecil had to leave um, a little bit ago, so um, just FYI, oh, you might want to. I forgot to call him the light. You should have have stopped me, told me. All right. So we're in in a deep conversation. I didn't want to interrupt. All right. We're going to, as I said, this call is a co-creation between those of us on the call and our sources on the other side. And we do a little invocation to acknowledge that energy. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person on this line. And any negativity 
be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection And we can feel all of those other energies come in from the higher realms, merging with our energies, lifting our vibrations, and we're going to continue with our call. And is Terry Marie there? Hi, do you see Terry Marie there? She's unmuted. Terry? Terry Marie is unmuted on the console. Now I'm unmuted, okay. A few times. Hello. 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 Good. Good morning. Hey, they're all here. Terry Marie is, is lives in the beautiful city of Boulder City, Nevada, twenty miles approximately from Las Vegas, about five miles from. Boulder Dam, is that right? Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam. Okay. Used to be Boulder. Okay. And Boulder City was built as a place where all the workers who were building Boulder Dam, Hoover Dam, to live. Is that correct? Yes. And do you live in one of those houses that the workers lived in? Um, I'm not sure. I think it was built in the 30s. Just a possibility. Mm-hmm. Older part of town. And Hoover. Now, is it Hoover Dam or Boulder Dam? Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam. Have you ever walked across it? Yes, a couple of times. You know, it has a lot of metaphysical symbolism attached to it. Hmm. Did you know that? Yeah, and I've heard some negativity, too. Some negative things about it? Yeah. Yeah, I have, too. I don't remember them now, but... um, Well, they got the new bridge that crosses over the dam. It's pretty incredible. Walk over it. 
They finished that bridge? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Do most people walk over that bridge as opposed to walking over the dam now? Yeah, it gets a lot of traffic, yeah. A lot of people are scared, too, scared of heights. <laughs> oh, yeah. Long okay. walk up to it. Well, I was living in Boulder for a while, so I'm a little bit familiar with it. And mm -hmm. I walked over that, that dam, and they have these very occult statues, which I can't remember what they're of, but it was unusual for being in the middle of a dam. But in any case, after Terry left her body, Terry Marie called me and said, I think Terry's talking to me. And uh, I did a whole bunch of tests and I decided that she was really talking to Terry Marie. And not only that, but she had a lot of friends on the other side, friends and associates that were talking to us with her. And uh, is Terry there, Terry Marie? Yes, yes, very much so. Good morning, Bright Terry. Right, shining, yes. Good morning, you hello, know, everyone. You don't have to worry about daylight savings time where you are, do you? <laughs> no, we have daylight light time all the time. Mm -hmm. Terry is in what they call fifth density or fifth dimension. And time moves faster there than it does here. And, you know, it's very hard to imagine time moving faster or time moving slower because you're always in the moment, in the here and now. And so it's kind of like it seems like it's just the same. But when Terry communicates to us and when the Elohim communicate to us, can you notice the difference in the timelines, Terry, when you talk to us? Yes. What's it like? We're so much can... slower. We're slower. Yes. Now, if you're in fifth density and you're talking to the Elohim, the Elohim would find you much slower, would they not? Probably. 
And, you know, this is a very interesting thing to learn about because the Elohim are at the very top, are almost at the top of all the timelines. And it's hard to grasp the idea that our universe, as big as it is in third density, in other words, we are in third density on planet Earth. And Terry, a question. Are, we see a lot of planets and star systems with our naked eye when we look in the sky. Are all those things in the third density? Not all. Can I mean, can we see something if it's not in the third density, though? Uh, Not usually. Not usually. So, are there are there numerous bodies out there that oh, yes. we can't that we can't see? Yes. And they have they have populations in their own density, though, right? Yes. So, we only see planets and star systems that are in third density in general. Are you there? Yes. Yes. I tell you, Marie, if you lose an answer to something, it's okay. Just let me know you can't get it, okay? Okay. All right. Now, are there a lot of consciousnesses, beings that can move between densities? Not getting it clearly. Mm hmm. A human can sometimes move between densities, correct? Right. Even even we're on this on this planet, right? Yes. You said a lot of consciousness. Yeah. So multiple densities can exist in the same physical locations. Correct? Right. And in the density that you're in, Terry, can you move between different densities, different dimensions? Yes. I mean, one time they said you can move into sixth and seventh density. Right. And you were chosen to be in fifth density. Yes. And that's because 
you could I think because you could be of higher service to um third. this planet. Yes. Third third density from fifth density. Right. Because as you get higher you become more how should we say it? <laughs> Invisible <laughs> or separated and um And many of the people that are on this call, do most people visit higher densities when they're sleeping? A lot of people do. And if you're in fifth density, can you connect with people in their dream state? Yes. And in which case, they wouldn't hear you talking to them. They would they would find you in a dream, right? There could be telepathic. Mm-hmm. And if it's somebody that's on our call, I mean, most people wouldn't know who you are, right? But... If it's somebody that's known you in the physical, I know that you have been keeping a pretty good connection with the people that have been regulars on our calls, right? Yes, yes. And uh, and on some, some people you talk to them, and on other people... Have you shown up in their dreams? Yes. But they probably don't remember, correct? I'm trying to remember. I can't remember anybody having commented that you showed up in their dreams, but I would think perhaps. Terry Marie, I had this Terry Marie. I saw her in a dream as she was passing. She did transition, I suppose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, I happened to see Edna is on the call, and let me just see. Edna is very intuitive. Let me see if she has any comment. Edna, are you there? Hey, everybody. Yes, I'm here today. Hi, Edna. Nice to have you. Yes, yes. I have been a a really change a little bit in life here, but uh, I try to be here once I can. And um, very nice to hear that Terry Marie is here, and I think it's the second time I hear her. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, Terry is very happy. Terry is beautiful, shining, and uh, she's always looking forward to being those calls. And I knew she would. 
she'll never let abandon us. She's always going to be here, supporting mm-hmm. her. She can. Mm-hmm. Did, 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 do you ever talk to her? Um, when I come into the light, which I do once, at least once a day, I always put Terry on on my calls because I want to be in contact with her all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice lately that Terry's busy. She's very busy. She's always she's still trying. She's trying to help. She's still um, looking out for people that are talk to her. So she's busy. But uh, I always feel her. And uh, like everybody that I absolutely love and have a big feeling for, I always feel like she's right there. It's everybody that's in this call. So if you want to reach to Terry, just close your eyes and listen to her voice. She's always there. It's a beautiful smile. And she was laughing and this beautiful feeling of uh, when she was talking. Many, many times we felt that she was very, she was never, she was for everybody there, unselfish feeling, right? So it's all love and uh, non-conditional love, I would, I would say. So she's there and she loves everybody and just feel her. And then you will notice that she's always close to you. You know, she has done a lot of phenomena to make sure people know she's present, particularly me. Like, for example, there was a period of time when she was knocking on my walls all the time. And at first I thought, Maybe my house was settling or something. But then I asked about it, and that was Terry letting me know that she was there and she was supporting me. And then another, this this one's really crazy. If I tell you the story, I don't even believe it myself, but nonetheless, there's no other explanation for it. And that is, you know, after a year of being alone, I ran into a woman that I thought maybe I would get along with. And we we went out a few times and and I asked Terry if she approved of her and Terry said, Oh yes, she was very nice and and um and then, you know, I felt part of me, especially since I'm still talking to Terry all the time, that maybe I was betraying Terry in some way. And um, one day I went to the supermarket and there was these crackers that I liked. And my friend liked the crackers, and I decided I would get her a box of crackers. And I put them in my cart, and um, 
I got home, I unloaded the groceries, and I had these two boxes of crackers on my kitchen counter. And the next morning, when I got up, I looked at the kitchen counter, and there were the two boxes of of crackers. But there was another bag there of dog biscuits, which I did not buy. And I said, how did that get there? And then I checked with Terry Marie, and Terry said, she put them there, and this woman has a dog, and it was a present for her dog, and she just wanted the woman to know that she accepted her. Now, I've never had an experience like that before, where something moved apparently by teleportation. And I brought through, through in my mind all the other possibilities. I said, maybe somebody put a bag of dog biscuits in my cart. Maybe I paid for them as I was going out. But I certainly didn't notice them when I unloaded my bag of groceries. Did you ever have an experience, anything like that, Edna? Uh No. <laughs> I, 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 I have not, but it just, this is beautiful. And I can see that, um, Terry, going above and beyond to make sure that you are, you are good. So, and that's why I am happy to hear that you, you know, you're looking and you're finding friends because uh, I think at the beginning, Terry was very worried about you and and she was really trying to make sure that you know that she was okay. But you were so deep into your your own um, sadness that it was very hard for her to reach you. And uh, that's when I I remember I remember very well. <clears throat> now now that you are, I I I I also feel you energy you're more open. It seems like you're you're looking beyond that wall that yeah. you you had it. That's very great. And I think Terry you know, is very happy for that. Terry and I knew each other for forty years, you know. And we lived together for twenty years. And when you live with somebody, you see them every day, they become part of your energy field. And when they disappear, or at least they seem to disappear, uh, it's not easy to regroup because it leaves an empty space where they were. So in any case, Terry has been doing a really good job of letting me know she's still there. And... uh, uh, with, with relation to the when when you we talked about um, when we are in the third dimension, it's it's we are very in, it's everything the emotion, it's what practically control 
everybody, right? Because that's the experience. We are here to experience the emotion, experience and pay attention to that. And uh, it's it's absolutely clear, and, and and it's not easy to get out of that. We 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 feel the loss, and we we hold to it because we want we we have a difficult time to to accept changes. But um, and and I I have many experiences of that too. It's it's very hard to accept when somebody leave us. But I also learned that they are always here if you really concentrate and see beyond that veil, try to see beyond that veil, this, this other dimension or this other this separation that us. It's especially if you, I, 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 a lot, I, maybe I'm, I'm talking about something that not everybody can feel, but once you dream, right, and you can, you 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 get somebody a hug. I I hug so many times my ex-husband. He's already on the other side, and then I come back fulfilled again. I have the seal back to me, so I feel like yes, I just saw him. So, and then all this feeling of loss or 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 missing. And then it feels like you're again good for a while. But, you're talking about with uh, your ex you're, you're talking about with your ex husband, huh? My ex husband, yeah. Very yeah. often. Very often I'm there and I'm hugging him and then I feel good again. So then I feel like, no, he's right here. It, it it's just we don't see it, but it's everything is one, right? So we can Mm-hmm. Pull everything back to us. We you know, have the ability one, to pull everything back. One of the reasons I do these calls because the people that listen to these calls, I think, get this firsthand experience that this is real. You know, when you read about this in the distance, you think, oh, that couldn't really happen. I would have thought, I thought that when I was younger. And then when you're in the middle of it, you say, this is real. And I mean, I asked Terry all these questions to verify that it was Terry. And there was no doubt that it was Terry, okay, in my mind. And um, because I'm a skeptic, I said, "What what if somebody that's negative is mimicking Terry and trying to lead me astray or something like that. I just couldn't just accept it blindly. I needed to kick the tires and kick the tires and kick the tires. And, you know, when you know somebody that had a body that died and then you know they're still there and you can talk to them on the other side, you know there's another side. <laughs> you know that when people die, they go to another dimension. And no amount of book reading can teach you that. I mean, you can get the idea, maybe it's true, maybe it isn't, but to have the experience is beyond the beyond. And uh, I said, 
I suspect you've had that experience. Yes, it's not. Yes, I was going to say what comes to mind is this is my insight. I call it insight. Um, if you rely a lot on your brain to analyze everything, you're never going to get there because this is not on your brain. It's get out of your brain, clear your mind, clear the chatting on your head, and just feel it. And uh, whatever works for you, it could feel on your stomach, it could feel on your, just an aha moment. So just, if your brain stop, and then you're gonna feel it, because that's something that, since a person, when you get born, when you're born and come to this to this third dimension, when you're you get to experience um, this world, a child, it's it's empty. You can feel everything, you can see everything, but then you get to all the the society um, uh, laws and. Uh, definitions and, and expectations and then you lose it all because then in the religion, right, you name it, everything gets gets your your brain to be to stop all of that what's natural, what's really what what really you are. Because you start to believe you are what you study, you are what you are educated on, worry what your name is. All of that if you would be just yourself, there is nothing else, and then you're gonna feel what it really is. So again, it, I think the best way to to feel it, it's really uh, trying to analyze it, trying to measure it. That's not gonna bring you anywhere. If you just let it go and sit down and feel it, and do not do not judge. Do not measure, just sit and experience it. And then, then yes, you will be there. Mm -hmm. It can take many years. It can take a month. Who knows? Because everybody is where they are for a reason, right? And uh, many people have, they are going to go through a lot of, um, suffering before they realize, oh my God, how come I, it was so simple. But this simple is not simple if your brain doesn't doesn't hold you there, right? It's just like a, an addiction that you have to analyze everything. But if you let it go for a moment, try it. Sometimes you will be surprised. It happened to me suddenly many, many years ago. I start to, I, I knew something is not right. I knew that all of the beliefs, all of the traditions doesn't make any sense because it doesn't make sense to my heart. Something is not right. And then when you let it go, and believe me, some books really helps you. When you read some books and you realize, oh, that makes sense. And then you just, stay with that moment and then you start clarity start to come to you. I think the best book I ever read when I was 
a teenager or young, very young, was the power of now. It opened up to, oh, yes, the moment. The power of now. That was, that was, who wrote that? Eckhart Tolle. That's right. Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The power of now was the window to freedom for me. Because just thinking about, because I have to think a lot, and then thinking about the now is all we have. From now on, it was the key to freedom. It was just one sign. Sometimes, you know, we have a book, we have somebody talking to us, and it's just the key, that, that gold key, golden key that opened to your freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the moment for me. Well, I have to say that I've had so much phenomena in my life and that I had this question that pervaded my being of how can it work that way? How can these things happen in that manner? Because by everything I had ever studied scientifically, they were not possible. And um, and yet, this is even before I was talking to the Elohim, I was having these things happen. And, uh, and that put me on a path of saying, I want to learn how this works. I mean, there's got to be a way that the universe works. And, you know, I can't believe how far I've come with that in all this time. Having long conversations with the Elohim on how they created the universe. How there was nothing, just void, and they used frequencies to create the beginning of what we see as the manifest universe. We have hours and hours and hours of those calls and many people who have heard those calls have been profoundly influenced. I don't know if you heard them, but, um, you know, it was something we did, started out like I didn't know how it was going to end. I just said, let me pick a topic. And I'm with Terry. And we start talking to them about how they created the universe. And before you know it, um, we have... 35 hours of conversations on that topic. And on that note, you know, we usually play a replay of one of Carrie's old channelings. And um, maybe I'll, I'll play a replay of one of those calls we did on the creation of the universe, okay? And before I do, let me see if anyone wants to ask Edna a question. All participants are unmuted. Ten, nine, eight. Yes, I got a question, Edna. Do you see other people besides 
Terry, or do you communicate with others other than Terry and your husband on the other side? Yes. Yes, I have been doing that since I was a kid. I didn't understand what it was. Um, and uh, I think one of my jobs has been to help others to pass over. And uh, <laughs> interesting, uh, a while ago, uh, probably a few months ago, I I saw myself trying to get in there, going with other souls, trying to get them in, but I wanted to get in for some reason. And they always sent me back. And I was like trying to sneak in. There is a place I go at uh, one point, and then I have to turn back. I cannot get there. And, uh, and for some reason, I was trying to sneak in, and they kept sending me back. And I kept trying to figure out a way to get there, because I want to see, see something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yes. I, uh... Did you get there, Edna? No. They don't let me in. They don't let you. Okay. They, don't, they don't let me. I uh, I tried, I tried, I tried, and then they don't let me. And I keep. Um, it's it's beautiful. It's 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 amazing. It it's not sad. It's not. It's it's amazing the passing over. It's amazing. If you are mm -hmm. aware that the other side is good, it's all good. It's beautiful. Um, of, of course, not everybody experienced that because mm -hmm. they are what whatever they are focused on, you know, they they take with them. But if you are clear and if you are in peace and if you are accepted, ac accepting what it is, it's beautiful. I am. I'm going to say something. It's not that I want to. I want to die or anything that, but I I'm really really happy when it happened because i really want to be there when mm -hmm. it's the right time yes i it's the most amazing thing yes well, you know there's a there was something that the rod group said they talk about time space and space time and we're in space time in 3d and the higher dimensions are like time space and they said in time-space, we can know everything, but we can do nothing. And in space-time, we can know nothing, and we can do everything. And in a certain sense, coming to these calls and studying our materials puts you in the position of knowing more than you could possibly learn just from your 3D experience. And we become more, at least I have, I certainly have, become more capable of understanding what to do to make a difference in 3D. And uh, on that note, we are going to play, let's see, um, a creation of the universe call. And, you know, what happened was when we did these sessions, they started out as to where they came from, how they started, how the Elohim started. And when they started, there was no universe. And they learned 
how to create the template of what was going to become the universe. They didn't think of themselves as exalted or big shots or anything. They were like learning by doing and um, and ended up manifesting things that, that was blowing their minds as it was happening. And uh, um, here we go. Thank you, Regina, for talking to us. Come back anytime. And thank you, Terry. Thank you, Terry Marie, for being a voice for Terry Brown in the higher dimensions. And thank you. I love everybody. Thank you. Here we go. So, um, all participants are muted and they can unmute themselves. Conversation. And I also learned. Actually, this was something that was my initial idea to this idea to this concept came from Wilcox Challenge, where the law group said we can uh, communicate with you, send your energy up through the top of your head, and then we'll come back down, and we'll be sending energy back down, something like that. And so, in these conversations with these group souls. That started to happen, and then those of you that have been on these conference calls, particularly our Sunday call, we did that like the theme of the call. We made those connections, and everybody feels the energies, and it's very, very, most people have very uplifting experience. So on tonight's call, the Monday call, we have conversations with a voice that has identified itself as a combination of the rock group and the Elohim group. That's what they say. Um, I never tell anyone to believe anything, but to evaluate by the energy you feel on the call and the wisdom and the resonance with the source. And, um, and people have had phenomenal experiences as a result of listening to our calls and checking in with this material. So, are you there, Jack? Vin, can you hear me? Your, your uh, vocal uh, quality is pretty poor. I don't know if you're... I don't know if you're... Hi, can you hear me now? It is still the same. It's like almost cutting in and out. Unless it's on my end. You know what? Let me just meet everybody. Well, no, if I mute everybody, you'll be muted. Um, you know, we're using the conference line, and I can't control... Terry, is it cutting out for you? No. No. But I'm on the radio. Yeah, I'm I know on the that. Radio. I can't quite control how the, the, the vocal sound on, 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 the, on the conference line, so I think it'll record on the, on the BBS call, okay? Okay. And so um, there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's my um, relationship to the microphone. But um, I haven't moved it since we started, so I hope I do that. Very clear from there. Okay, let me let me do this. 
All right. So this is Lynn and this is Terry. And um, thank you all for being here. And we're going to create a little field between us, space and energy. We're going to connect our invocation. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person here. And any negativity to take into the higher realms of light and transmute it for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in a flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe to the center of the galaxy. Through all the planetary fields, through the energy fields of Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, for those of you that are comfortable, we're going to invoke a group energy. That means that even though are physically in different locations, we are going to be open to connecting with each other beyond time and space in other dimensions. And just by the intention to do this, we do it all the time, particularly on our Sunday calls where it's very powerful. We do it long and of little meditation to get into the space. But we create this energy, and if you touch your eyes, you can, some of you will feel the energy in the top of your head, and it's moving from at the top of your head, and you can't see where it's going, but just that space, it keeps moving, and there's a place where we all can touch each other. And then we can invite these sources, their service to others, that are group levels to join with our energies. So we make a big association, and some of you can feel it. The way it feels is you can't see the part that's in other dimensions, but you can feel the shift in your own body. A kind of like if you're driving a car and you couldn't see the road, but you could see the speedometer. You could tell how fast you're going by the speedometer. And so when you go back looking into your body, it's like the speedometer and say, hmm, I feel something. The energy's up. And on that note, Turn it over to Terry and the voice that speaks through Terry and have them greet us. We greet you in the love light of the one internet creator. We are pleased to be with each and every one of you today and welcome our new callers. When one makes the connection 
with us. One does not need to have people group present, but can make an individual connection by EFT. Remember the feeling of the energy. That is how you can find us. Do you have questions? Well, we've been having a conversation on the creation of DNA, and usually I talk longer, but everyone's saying, I, I, no matter how long we ask these questions, kind of answers are kind of really interesting, and one, one answer leads to about five more questions. So, starting early, and to bring people up to speed, Part of the group that talks to us, speaking to us through Terry, is identifies itself as the Elohim. And I believe the Elohim is another word for what the Ra group calls the Logos. And they have explained that they were part of the original creation of this realm. Originally, there was a one infinite creator that subdivided, and the original subdivisions was the Elohim, and and the Elohim were kind of scientists without bodies (laughs) who were working with energies and frequencies, and, you know, this is not something that the conscious mind is ever going to completely understand. So don't think you can. Just go along with, with it and see see how it feels. I get a lot of emails from these conversations that people are having cognitions from it. But these energies, who are the Elohim, are able to shoot frequencies, spinning frequencies, to create kind of a space and they would intersect where one would shoot and another would shoot, and that would become a node. And a node was a node was a point that was defining space and time. And eventually, we can go on from here, how nodes became consciousness. And the original consciousness was locked in I'm going to have them correct me, because this is my understanding. The original consciousness was locked into the location of space and time very firmly, and that DNA, at least one of the important aspects of DNA, was that it allowed a consciousness to expand beyond the specific location, node of space and time that it was in, and that the DNA strings were like antenna, and that each string would, when activated, would open up the consciousness to a different kind of expansion into the space-time continuum. So the first string... Um, the first, now I don't think I asked this. This 
something I read, so they can, can confirm this. The first seven strings of DNA relate to the first seven chakras, which open up each of those areas of our body. The next five, relate, there are 12 strands, the next five strands relate to expansion into the greater universe, into beyond space and time, so to speak, different areas of that. So now that I've kind of tried to explain it in human terms, I'll turn it over to our source, and they can kind of modify it and make it more precise from their perspective. In order to have consciousness, there ideally needs to be something to be aware of. One can be aware, but if nothing is there, then it gets really boring. There is no sensation and nothing going on. When the node can to form, the individual created within the node began to have interference patterns that they couldn't see. And they could be conscious of these interference patterns and it created great joy that something was happening. Could you get a little closer? To, could you get closer to your microphone, please? Uh, this one, the instrument has the microphone upside down. This may be better. There we go. That's much better. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Okay. This is a huge experiment in which we are one with the instrument and one with the law group and one with the Elohim group, and we so can move into areas and perceive things that are happening or targets to view. It gives us a broader frequency that we may be perceived by your senses more readily in your realm. The nodes at start did not have much to perceive except interference patterns, darks and light. But this was a great wonder and a beautiful sensation of visio and even sound for those perceptible that had sensitivities that could perceive their environment in a greater spectrum than you currently have now within your physical body. 
the nodes and the interference patterns would interact and the nodes discovered the consciousness within the node discovered that they could move the interference patterns and make them move with their thought. They began to manifest images within themselves of the interference pattern moving in certain ways and discovered that they could control the motion of the interference pattern. As they became more sophisticated in this, then they began working with creating geometric tetrahedrons and more sophisticated forms of focusing mechanisms with boundaries which would channel the energies. And they began to learn about torque and spinning, which as we view the great galaxy that was created was spinning lights. It was almost giving these creators vertical as they weren't sure where to add their focus within the spinningness or outside the spinningness. Then as the spinning energies began to intertwine, it began to pulse as the energies ran up and down the intertwined force. It was an time of discovery. Wow. <laughs> Look at this. And then they realized that they were creating manifest life that was under its own power. We still have abilities to create and to disassemble matter. This helps us with the formation of the physical manifestation. Do you have other comment? You know, while you were explaining interference patterns, the thought crossed my mind about something I learned about in physics a long time ago. I think it's commonly called in audio the Doppler effect. And that has to do when 
two frequencies cross each other, there are two additional frequencies that come into play that are the, the addition of the two frequencies and the separation of the two frequencies. A beat, sometimes in, in radio, they're called the beat tones, the beat frequencies. And when you were sending frequencies, I assume there were frequencies that, for example, similar as you would use frequency in an audio tone or in a radio wave, megahertz, and that you were sending a frequency and, and, and another entity or another spirit form was sending a frequency, and maybe I don't know how many were sending a frequency at the same time, and then watching the result when all the frequencies would combine and saying, wow, look at that. There's a galaxy or a star. I mean, I don't know. I'm just imagining. And was there a connection between these frequencies and these beat tones where the there would be a new frequency and somehow that, I don't know if I'm grabbing this or I'm on the right track of intuiting it. So is there a connection there? Yes, there is a connection in that when two frequencies intersected, there was sound. And there were a multiplicities of sideway waves moving out in a circle in all directions. Horizontal waves of sound moving out, and it also created when interference patterns came together with force, created intense waves which would, at times, practically knock one over blow one aside since they weren't standing on something at the time. And when there was a particularly forceful being creating interference pattern could create a lot of force and a lot of sound. When there is nothing and then interference patterns begin to intersect, it can create a bang like a sonic boom as the two interface. Now, are you saying that's how the Big Bang started? That was originally 
the Big Bang. You scientists in your realm look at it from the bottom up. We look at it from the inside out of the awareness folding over on itself and creating that manifestation, learning that it could create a manifestation and run into another aspect of itself and create giant effect with multiple interference patterns and sound moving out. It was overwhelming. You know, there is... uh, I've read that the Earth has a frequency to it. There's a resonant frequency to the Earth. And somehow, this frequency must be connected to what you're talking about. Um, And perhaps everything that's in the universe has a frequency to it that it vibrates at. Um, But I don't understand what I'm I'm asking, except that I've heard and read the Earth has a resonant frequency. And in fact, I, I recall reading or hearing that that frequency is changing now as a result of the shift. Um, am I am I on the right track here? Yes. There are various frequencies. The frequency of the Earth is it is vibrating at a higher rate based upon the movement of the solar system into a more dense area. I don't hear you. Are you there? Yes. Okay. Speak, 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 maybe speak closer into the microphone. And yes. Now the frequencies that are coming in to the earth we're not even talking about DNA, the frequencies that are coming into the earth right now as a result of this shift that's in progress, which is the end of a seventy five thousand year cycle, which is referred to in my book as toroid wave radiation, which is I I think this is the same thing you're talking about. It represents those frequencies. Are these frequencies that the Elohim set up as part of the original plan? The, the, the shift? These are frequencies uh, that are resulting from the manifestation of your. your star system, wherein the star system has a 
location where in the earth, when it moves through that location, is in more of alignment with the flat portion of the galaxy and there is more space dust within the flat portion of the galaxy that is spinning off as your galaxy rotates and periodically the Earth comes across this area of heavier density space dust. And it also is affected by the alignment with the center of the Lunem and therefore it is more intense radiation at this location in relationship to your galaxy than at other times. So it's not that the energy is increasing. It's that the Earth is moving into an area of more dense energy. And that's what more dense energy and higher energy. And higher energy. And that at this point, the source energy is not messing or changing anything. It was set in place over a long period of time that as the universe and planets and solar systems move, that they would all be moving through these areas of different energies, which would affect everything in that particular um, physicalness that was moving through the energy. Yes. So it started out... Go ahead. Everything is radiation. is in alignment now more with the center and seen through more space, more mass, and so has a greater white energy. Now, in this whole creation process, we've talked about shooting frequencies cross-referencing. Was it extremely refined mathematical shooting frequencies crossing each other that created the first DNA? And, and like originally, there, I, might I assume that originally there was no DNA? It was, if there was a life form, it was a localized life form stuck in time and space at a location, only aware of the location that it was at. And, and maybe that localized life form was a mineral. I don't know, do minerals have consciousness? Or, or, yes. and, and then 
there had to there had to be this excitement of trying to figure this out since it had never been figured out before. So somehow creating what was just minerals and rocks uh, turned into awareness, and awareness turned into the potential for expanded awareness, and that DNA came into that that formulation at some point, and somebody had the idea that of some someone one of you guys had the idea of creating an awareness that could expand itself and not just be stuck in time and space in its in its in its cross reference node, but could actually increase its awareness ultimately to be part of all that is so that it was on the inside of creation and could expand to all that is, where it was originally stuck in a node. Um, that's as far as I can... <laughs> you can, could you explain that? Um, there are several different things within what you're talking about. We originally were and still are the creators of matter. And we can move it around. And we have awareness and ability to perceive that is beyond the general body type individual who is stuck in a body or even an individual stuck in a node as we perceive these things taking place. And we were able to use our abilities, which are also your abilities, when you get free of othernesses you have taken on, you have these abilities to move in and out of things and to not be stuck when one is stuck within the DNA or stuck within a node, one is bounded and does not have the viewpoint to move in and out of that unless This will sound funny unless they do have it, which is possible that they can move in and out. We keep a a section of us free so that we can keep the candle burning and the knowledge available should individuals 
which they do when they get stuck in areas, they lose the knowledge of how to go in and out and create and to dismantle. It is like a builder, and we keep our those free, and it is a joy to be able to move in and out and to be able to connect with each and every one of you here as sometimes we look at a creation and the creations cannot see us back and it is frustrating because we have so much love to give and we see knowledge forgotten, abilities forgotten and forsaken and not even known about. And it is a real honor to be able to connect with you and each one here. So in this realm, this is a fairly rare and unusual type of communication occurring, I would guess. Yes, it is very rare as individuals generally do not look to the higher frequencies or look, you might say, up to see us or know that we are there. We are your brothers and sisters, although we have no sex. We are like a unisex. We move in and out, and we may share space with you and experience what you experience. So right at this moment, you are not just talking to us, but you are also sharing space with us, those that are open to having that experience. Is that correct? That is correct. And with our abilities and our caring and our love, we offer assistance should one ask one needs to ask. And then we know that they would like something changed, something better, something more different as they are creating things as they are and we cannot dishonor that. We have to honor what they are creating. So we have about two minutes left, uh, two or three minutes. And since you brought up this idea of asking, 
And since there's a number of people on the line, if and, you, and I'm going to just go with what you're saying and that you are bilocated into the space of each person who is open to having this experience, and some people feel that energy, if they silently ask, and since there's a bunch of you watching, if they ask silently, can you feel their request? Yes, each and every one of them. Okay. So why don't we take this opportunity, just take a minute of silence, and I think those of you that have been on the line regularly know the criteria um, in asking for something, ask for the highest good of all concerned, ask something that does not violate the free will of anyone else, um, understanding that uh, certain people, even when they're in painful conditions, they need to go through that as part of their own uh, learning curve and it can't be taken away from them until they learn the lesson. So let's take a moment of silence and ask for what you would like. And perhaps remember also that the more the degree, the higher the degree of planetary service that you request, the easier it is for them to help. I believe that's true. You might also write your wish and put it away. Write it and down right now. Write well, yes, write okay. Write it down and put it away as your investigator in your realm has discovered when you write love on a bottle of water, the structure changes. When you write which thing you wish on a piece of paper and put it there somewhere safe and protected, it is like writing it for the universe. Okay, we're at 7.51, so we only have a already over, so we'll take 30 to 45 seconds, write it down, and then we'll close this session. And next week we'll have Carla Ruckert on as my guest. And, and then we'll continue these conversations the week following. Here's our moment of silence.
Okay, this is Win Live. And that was a session from 2010. And if you really, I'm sure that most of you understood bits and pieces of it, and there were places you dropped out. But if you think of what we're doing, we're communicating with a group energy that doesn't have bodies, that existed before there was a universe, and they're explaining how they started the beginning of the universe trillions of years ago that's ended up to where we are now. And we have about 35 of these sessions posted on our archive website, which is thespiritchannel.net. And if you go to the top of the page, there's a menu, and one of the menu things is topics, and it's how the Elohim created the universe. And it's truly a mind-blowing series of sessions. And every Sunday we do a call, and we've explored, we've had thousands of conversations with these sources. And topics, very wide range. What happens when you die? How to have the best death experience? Uh, how to move out of being stuck. And there's an energy on the calls that actually helps you do that. If you keep coming, even if you don't understand it, eventually it rubs off. And we have seen numerous miracles. And even though it's a replay, it doesn't matter because their energy is still on the recording. And on that note, every Sunday, let, let me just here try a question before I go to the next thing. And uh, we're going to be off BBS in a moment, but we are on BBS every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific. All participants are unmuted. Uh, did, did you guys understand some of that, or did you get confused? Yeah, that was very confusing. I had yeah, a was great about it. Pardon me? I thought it was great about the sound was the first thing. The, the sound actually uh, creates the magnetic fields, matter, and actually creates the light. The sound the the, the first thing in right. the beginning was the word. Right. So she talked right. a lot about the sound, and I thought that was great. And on my healing list, I mentioned something about that uh, when you do the healing list about uh, Elaine Green. She's really coming along great. She's getting healed. It's amazing. Uh-huh. Great. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And I urge anyone who's listening for the first time to come back and listen for a month or two. 
and and see how it impacts your life. You know, it's 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 a very subtle influence. It doesn't hit you over the head, and uh, but you find it may hit you over the head. But you you find that you're making progress in your life in areas that you thought you were stuck. And it's kind of a a subtle influence that creates that. And do we have Cedar present? Yes, I am here. And how big is our healing list today? Um, six requests. Okay. Well, we might end just in time, or we might go over a little bit. If you're on BBS, thank you so much for listening. And uh, let me reiterate, this is a very unusual thing we're doing, and it's a very rare opportunity to make a connection with these sources. And as they said, and as I can say from my own experience, I know it's true, they pay attention to every person on the line. And so many people who come to our calls have had miraculous shifts. And uh, I hope you'll come back. And I thank Edna for participating. And I wanted to mention that Terry came up, came came out that uh, she was one of those beings that was part of the original creation, and she's been in this realm for trillions of years over many lives. And the work we did and do was help, helping her recreate her own original manifesting into this realm. And she's still here. She's on the line. Hi, Terry. And that was a great session. And on that note, I'm turning it over. I'm muting everybody. I can remember how to mute you. Hang on. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Thank you, guys. And, Cynthia, I turn it over to you. Thank you. I call in the love light of protection around each and every person on this healing list, a subject of the healing list, Listening to this call, listening to a replay, or reading a transcript. John from Las Vegas, please put the continued improvement of the U.S. economy and the world economy into the love light so that many more people can be prosperous. Thank you. And we'll give 10 seconds for John's request, starting now.
Thank you. John from Las Vegas, please put Lauren Zania from Forks, Washington, Gloria Fernandez from Las Vegas, Nevada, Jack Smith from Kingman, Arizona, and John from Las Vegas, Nevada into the love light for them to have perfect health. Let's give 10 seconds for Lauren of Forks, Washington, for his perfect health, starting now. Thank you. Ten seconds for Gloria Fernandez for her perfect health, starting now. Thank you. Ten seconds for Jack Smith from of Kingman, Arizona, for his perfect health, starting now. Thank you. Ten seconds for John's perfect health, starting now. Thank you. John from Las Vegas. Thank you for the sovereign rights endowed upon the human race. I ask that people are allowed unrestricted access to travel anywhere in the world. I also ask that people are allowed to use virtual private networks to access any website on their computers. 10 seconds for John's request for unrestricted travel, virtual private networks, and access to any websites on their computers, starting now. Thank you. 
I'd like to say goodbye to everyone on BDS Radio. Much love, light and blessings to each and every one of you. And we'll look forward to your energy being with us again next Sunday.